Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we are talking about Luke Cage Season 2, Episode 3, Wig Out. All that right after this. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. Jeff, first off, full spoiler alert, we're going to talk about Episode 3 of Luke Cage Season 2. So if you haven't seen it, don't listen. Uh, We're talking episode three, brethren. <laughs> Luke fucked up. Yeah, he did. Oh, man. Man, I, I, I knew he was having some anger issues. I did not think he would punch a house because he's so mad at Claire. That, I, I like, this reminded me of Breaking Bad a little bit. Um, yeah. Did, did you watch Breaking Bad? I did for a while. Um, I'm on the last season. So... A lot of people talk about when did you when did you fall off of when did you stop thinking he was a good guy when did you I think we may have talked about this on the cast before but we have and 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 I always say the first episode when he was prideful a prideful asshole and turned on help you know and and like Luke's kind of being a prideful asshole <laughs> he, um, yeah yeah like really it's really been not good so far um, yeah, I, so I feel little, like I said it in the first episode where I I feel like he's kind of high on his own name and drinking his own Kool-Aid. Yeah. And like we we see that kind of explode. Yeah, that's it. it was so it was so real. Um and and and, and it's, <laughs> it's there's just so much tension there. You know, uh Luke is a strong is a strong proud black man who has a chip on his shoulder about the racism he's had to encounter. To the point that I think even his, um, the, the the fear in the eyes of his own girlfriend, like like a big part of uh, at least a racial component that I was noticed noting is like uh, he, he he had well he had just talked about it too like he talked about people clutching their purse in the elevator. Yeah, and um, walking to the other side being, of the street. Exactly, being scared of a black man just because they're black. Um, and then for him to play into his own stereotype by being an angry black man and punching a wall uh, in the house and, 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 and like scaring his own girlfriend in that way, it was just so tragic to watch. Um, really, really hard to watch her be fearful of him because... He's used to a world that's fearful of him, and now he has all this power, and with it, he's now used it to scare his own girlfriend, um, who loves him a lot. And and I I was I was so impressed with her strength, um, to to just immediately say this is we we have this is done break we can't do this you know yeah. Um, to leave him in that moment, even though she was actually scared, I don't. I don't think she was scared that he would hurt her. I really don't. Um, but I think I think that she was scared that that's where it was eventually would eventually lead because she's seen it before. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't. Oh man, it was, it was tough. It was really tough to watch. I uh, I feel that same way. <laughs> it was it was tough to watch, but for me. Uh, coming from the background that I that I went through with with my father um, I, f- I was right there with her where she said you know this is what I grew up with this was my mom and dad and I swore I would never live with anger like this again and 
like it it hurts to hear that and and to see somebody else go through that especially when they made it feel so unbelievably real and especially somebody that you think you can trust like Luke yeah it, it, like the powers his powers kept coming to mind um as an afterthought like i was just watching this moment between two people and this moment that could happen between any two people you know she says something and instead of talking it out and instead of allowing it in he punches a wall and i and i you know that could happen in in, in any couple and it's like man uh this is so real and then every once in a while it would dawn on me oh yeah but if he punches her <laughs> like she's dead <laughs> you know like yeah uh the fragility you know the fragility of life and the, especially like the balance of power uh the balance of physical power that often exists between females and males uh is kind of extra highlighted when you're looking at Claire and Luke yeah um and and when she's scared like I don't know. It's always it, it, like the the fear was realistic. If he was a normal man, his size and her versus her size, but like then he's got these powers, and that 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 anger has got to go. You know. Yeah, I mean when <laughs> I hate to quote Uncle Ben here, but he's got great power. He mm-hmm. needs to have some great responsibility. Yep. And they they you know when uh. They had that. They had a very similar conversation. Uh, who was he having earlier? This oh, you know what it was <laughs> when we started this new season. I went to watch it and I watched the first, the first three minutes of the first episode of Luke Cage uh, <laughs> yeah. by mistake yeah. <laughs> because it just it, it played and I was like, this all sounds real familiar. Is this some sort of flashback? Because he's talking to pops. <laughs> And I, it was, I thought it was like maybe a dream sequence where like, I don't know. And then I realized it was just the first episode of the show. <laughs> and I was watching the first episode <laughs> of season one. And I was like, oh, Netflix wasn't smart enough to know that I'd watched season one already. Um, anyway, so I jumped, uh, I jumped forward. But in the, in the very first moments of the show, uh, Pops gives him the great, great power comes great responsibility speech. Um, oh yeah. He keeps talking about how it's a waste uh, like what he's doing sweeping up hair is just a waste of his powers and how he's got it really is very much the great power of great responsibility speech but in this in this in this scenario it's the responsibility of controlling yourself. Yeah, it, with Pops it was a different uh, different end of the spectrum where it's like you've got great power you need to be responsible for the people who don't be, you know like you have to protect them. Yeah. And now it's a you have to protect them from yourself too, asshole. Yeah. Oh God. Just uh, it's so it's so real. And then we got Colleen Wing coming in. Yay, Colleen! <laughs> I love I loved every Colleen Wing scene. I always do. <laughs> yep. Yep. I would. Yep. I would love if they uh, killed off Iron Fist and they just created a. Um, what do they call the two of them when they're the daughters of the dragon? Daughters of the dragon, yeah. They should do definitely do a daughters of the dragon show. I think they need to just go ahead and make a heroes for hire show and a daughters of the dragon show and just have those two weave together. Like 
oh, you know what would be great is if those two shows came out at the same time, like on the same day, and like you had to watch one episode and then like one episode of one and one episode of the other, and like they interwove like that. That's how they told the story. That sounds super annoying. It does sound super annoying, but <laughs> amazing. No, it would be great. I'm sure. But uh, it, it would it would also it would be never work. It reminds it me ne- of when when I when I watched Buffy back in the day, and I had to eventually once season four of Buffy starts, Angel also starts, and so you then have to go back and forth to get the full story. You have to watch Angel episode, Buffy episode, Angel episode, Buffy episode, and uh, every once in a while they'll be like, oh, if you watch them out of order, every once in a while you get spoiled on something that happens on the other one. And I'm like, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. It's like what uh, it's like what went on, uh, or rather, what continues to happen with the DC shows. You know, the air, the Arrowverse. Yeah, it's like those crossover episodes, except like a whole season of that. Yeah, I've gotten to the point with those shows. I've given up. I've given. I just can't. There's too much, and I've got too many things that I care so much more about. Like the DC shows are, they're not bad, but they're just not. They're not on the level of a lot of the TV that I'm watching these days, and and I just can't bring myself to watch like an extra four hours of TV every week to catch up on all those. Um, but I have just been watching the crossovers <laughs> just, just like <laughs> once a year. I'm like, all right, I'll watch those four episodes. Cause they usually have nothing to do with any of their individual stories. Well, a lot of times they'll still spoil stuff though. Still like, yeah. Oh yeah. Um, uh, yeah, whatever. They just tell you what has happened that year. Cause there's all the heroes catching up with each other. And I'm like, yeah. well, I now know what happens that season of that show. Okay, moving on. <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah. we've got what's Mariah doing this episode? I'm, I'm, Mariah had her uh, her speech right with her kid and received bags and bags of money because mm-hmm. apparently Bushmaster wants her to be fat when he kills her. Oh, He's fattening man. her up. Yeah, that was that was an interesting statement. <laughs> yeah. There's a difference. I, I, I guess maybe if he kills her, he gets to steal some of her power and money. But yeah, it was a little weird to have him give her a bunch of money because that money in this situation is power and maybe even protection. So, but I yeah, but it was still a cool thing to say. Like it doesn't yeah. really make sense. Like you fatten something up before you kill it because it's more tasty that way and more more to eat. Uh, giving someone a bunch of money before you take them down just makes your job harder. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, it's like, I'm going to give you all this money. Don't buy more guns and people to stop me right. with it, please, because I need to take you out. But it was a really cool line. <laughs> the line, did, it didn't make much sense, but it was really cool. You know, I've had to turn on the subtitles on this show. Oh, totally. Because I cannot understand the Jamaican accent well, and they natively. Don't, they don't even try to write it out phonetically. They just write what what a non-Jamaican speaker would say. It's almost... <laughs> like, have you noticed that? Half the time they just... Like, I've noticed. They completely restructure the sentence and say it more correctly. And I don't know if they like wrote the script that way. Because a lot of times, if something was in the script a certain way, somehow it makes it to the subtitles. Even yeah. if... Even if the even if that's not what they say, set. yeah. And so I, I don't know if that's what happened, or they're just like straight up. Tra- it's like straight up translating it for us, because <laughs> um, that's kind of how I feel. When they first started speaking, I was like, "Wow, that's a thick accent." If that's not 
oh god no that's not another language i heard english words in there (laughs) oh god okay yeah put on my jamaican ears all right (laughs) put on my jamaican ears well see i've been learning spanish here recently so like that's the filter that everything has been coming through in Mm -hmm. so like when i didn't hear like i was like okay alternate language and then it wasn't spanish i was like (laughs) what hold on what's happening rewire brain (laughs) Uh, so Shades is definitely getting uh, paranoid. I don't know that he has a right to be paranoid yet about the daughter thing, but she 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 was very demanding to him. Said, "Go do this," and he's like, "I'm not the help." And I feel yeah. like in most cases he would have just done what she said, <laughs> but he, now he's all paranoid. Which that paranoia again, we talk about like the differences. Um, the differences in these relationships. And um, for one thing, Claire sees an unhealthy pattern and she's like, I'm sorry, but it's best. The best thing for both of us is, is if I leave and shades sees a threat to himself and immediately goes into unhealthy patterns of like paranoia yep. and you know jealousy. Yeah. But then all Mariah does is say, deal with it. Basically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and and and, and neither, it's just highlighting how unhealthy their relationship is versus Luke's. And again, like it reminds me of something that I hear all the time, um, like relationship uh, podcast I listen to. Where they always talk about how uh, a fa- a relationship ending is not a failure. And I it, like sometimes you go through a relationship that like it, the point of relationship is not to win marriage it's like to figure out if you should you know what i mean like and so like uh a relationship ending isn't necessarily a failure if it's the best thing for both of you or whatever um and i think that's what's going on here is like at least at the moment it's best for them to be apart and it's better for them to make that decision and be apart and hopefully he grows and gets over this anger shit and they can get back together um but in but in but in Shade's case, he's just jealous and holding on to her no matter what you know no matter what even he and seeing perceived threats everywhere you know yeah just yeah. unhealthy just a straight up unhealthiness. Yep. See, as much as I hate to, uh, I hate to see Luke and Claire at odds i'm like is this is this where it happens is this where he gets back with jessica and then we get power man and power woman and then they have a kid and they hire squirrel girl as their babysitter is this where it happens (laughs) yeah because you know that's the comic nerd in me yeah i don't know i just don't know i don't know if they're going there and i like luke and claire so much i hate the idea of them being apart but I, I gotta be honest. I just love Claire. I think I just I'm, I was really glad she was in the season so much, and she was on last season of Luke so much. I don't really want to see her leave. Like she talked about going to Havana um, to see her her grandmother and mother, and it's like I don't want you to go. You're my, <laughs> no, like you're 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 just one of my favorite parts of the show. I just I, I love her acting in everything she's in, and and. Uh, and she's just she I think she might be my like I've never had like celebrity crushes. I think she might be it. I think Rosario Dawson Is she your is she your Marvel waifu? <laughs> sure. Uh whatever that's, that means. That's what the well, that's what the um the anime nerds call the um 
the character that they you know, are in love with, okay. basically. Sure. She's my Marvel waifu. Um, yeah. Cause it's not anime. So no. you know, it's gotta be a Marvel waifu. Yeah. No, but she's, and she's, then, you she's know, the, glorious. The females have, uh, I'm sorry, ladies, if they, you know, have a, a guy that they like, it's a husbando. Husbando. Yeah. Bondo sounds like a product. I think it is a product. Um, <laughs> All right, I think I think we've we've exhausted. Or we keep we keep derailing because I feel like I feel like after the the end of this episode with Luke and Cla- there a lot there was a lot to talk about throughout this episode, and then once the Luke and Claire thing happened, that's all I want to talk about. <laughs> it's like yeah, is their yeah. relationship? Um, oh, it, I guess we just definitely need to touch on uh, the Bushmaster, uh, the end of the episode, Bushmaster, where he gets taken out, ta- takes out Luke. Um, and also, he's he's taking that 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 route or whatever, um, but that guy said the more you take, the more you hurt. Yeah, the more it hurts. Yeah, the more it hurts, and I don't know if that means it hurts him physically, like, like it's painful to take it, or if it causes him more pain, or if he means it's go- it's hurting you. Like, um, yeah, it was a little does more damage to your soul, or or, or damage to your body, even you know, like. Yeah, I, I I don't know I don't know exactly what that guy meant by that, but it, it will, I guess we'll see. I think that <laughs> in that way, I think the Bushmaster might be like his own downfall eventually because he's basically addicted to this substance to get him powerful, but it's it's apparently got its downsides. Yeah, yeah, we haven't seen any negative side effects just yet, but hopefully soon. Those pushing those bullets out does not look fun. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right, All right guys. Gross. Well, we're this, we're gonna be covering Luke Cage every day for the next like thirteen days, fourteen if you count the fourteen or fifteen if you count the days we add in uh, cloak and dagger episodes. Um, so uh, if you'd like to uh, get these Luke Cage episodes faster, you can become a Patreon patron at patreon.com slash MCUcast. Uh, we we're doing the Luke Cage, we're do, dropping Luke Cage probably all in the next couple of days. Actually, like. You will be able to listen to every one of our Luke Cage episodes within, you know, like two or three days of it dropping, which is pretty, pretty cool. We're excited to be able to do that this time. Um, uh, but uh, if you if you just would stick with us this way, we'll be dropping an episode every day on the on the feed. So fourteen days of Luke Cage, pretty pretty awesome. Um, but uh, we are the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. If you want to reach out to us, hit us up at mcucast.com. At MCUcast on Twitter, Facebook.com slash MCUcast, MCUcast at gmail.com, or call us at 573-CAST-MCU. Again, to support the show, Patreon.com slash MCUcast. We'll see you tomorrow. Until next time, true believers. (laughs) 